What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 40, the Mike Allstott episode. Great fullback. And then transition into a running back. Also, though, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, number 40. These guys don't even know about Sean Kemp. I hope all y'all out there know about <laughs> something about Sean Kemp. If you don't, YouTube Sean Kemp, man. Please do play with Gary Payton, the rain man. Unbelievable dunker. Unreal. Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Frankie's here. Hey, what's up? And it's uh, 8.07. We're recording early Saturday morning for y'all. We are, you know, we're, we're businessmen. We're about our business. We got to get things done on the weekend and during the week, so we're not able to get the episode in when we needed to. So we'll, if we're a little droggy today and we don't know what we're saying, <laughs> please be patient with us. It's wild card weekend. I better have yes. some kind of energy out of you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, if you, if The people that are watching on YouTube, if you don't see, I'm all dressed out in Raven gear. I got a nice. Raven hat. I got what my, else, my, what my, else you got there? I got my year. fancy fantasy football trophy right here. Nice. The back-to-back champ. My name's not on it for this year, but it will be. Well, that's a pretty sick trophy, though. I, I'm jealous I don't have one. I won an Ants League Ant. What's up with a trophy, bro? I needed I, I need something to show somebody. But that's a cool thing right there, Rich. Do you guys, back, back. Do you guys just want to touch it since you guys were claiming that you I were going to win it? I no, I don't. No, you don't want to touch this. Touch That's a it. piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really feeling. But I do want to say be. that y- the reason you're wearing all those Ravens gear is because that this is the last week of the NFL that you'll be able to wear that. Oh, damn! So Hitting me with that already. See, I don't That's got the any real Cowboys re- on. Yo, Cowboys Frank's already out. Cowboys gear. <laughs> We're gonna get to those games in a little bit later, right, Rich? Oh, of course. With the NBA season, NBA with the NFL season winding down, we wanted to give. Uh, Basically, in a full episode, almost, we're going to sprinkle a little NBA in there. Episode full of what we think, how the year went. It's going to be like a wrap-up of the regular season, kind of, Exactly, Rich, exactly. So, I want to just quickly start um, off with coaches, right? Coaches, guys. Some guys only coached a year and and were fired already. Other guys coached a little longer and didn't get the the call back. A lot of guys going down here. So, I don't have all the updates here. I did this a couple days ago or a week ago but I'm sure if, we could fill it in right that's what i'm saying so i'll shout these out if we could fill it in or you can give you guys opinion real quickly here and there that would be great so who we got todd bowles went 26 and 40 as the new york jets head coach he's done he's out rich what do you think about that i feel like i feel like they could have gave him one more year only because he was in the process of building a system and the team that would work for him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when these coaches come in a situation where on the Jets or on the Browns or someone, uh, you have to in take in cons- uh, consideration that it's going to take them a couple years to get where they're at. Like, look at the year um, uh, John Gruden had with the yeah. Raiders, you know? Like, you have to trust his process and hope that it's going to build to bring in wins in the future. When a team's so bad and you bring in a new coach, you can't expect wins right away. I mean, he didn't have great seasons, but this year, I believe – they had they had some decent wins the Jets you know like they, they're they're in the right direction you know they got Sam Darnold that, that that's showing some some brightness you know for that team and then hopefully next year you know Le'Veon Bell there's talk that he might go there right. I just think they could have gave him one more year I mean you're gonna, you're gonna throw in a whole new coach now mm. with a whole new mentality with that team and who knows what's gonna happen you know right Frank what do you think you think you should give him a little more time or enough is enough I don't know I mean. 
him personally, I like him. I don't know if he's cut out for a head coach, but I feel like he could be an a NFL coach somewhere in the in the NFL. You know, players like playing for him, but it's kind of that weird thing, right? Like, if, if you broke down all these coaches that we're going to talk about, some of them have been there for years, and some of them have been there for one year. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to fire a coach after one year because you're expecting them to do something with a team that another coach that you already agreed was bad because you fired him mm-hmm. assembled. Right. You know, so you have to kind of it, it takes more than one year to get his kind of guys in there and run his, his schemes. Mm-hmm. It's like I, like who's going to take over. Who's going to take over the Jets and have a, a playoff team next year? This is the I don't think they're going to have a playoff team next year. But what I think the Jets are doing, I think enough, enough, enough was enough for Todd Bowles at this point. That's my opinion. I think this is the year where you bring a guy in. He could really help the team start to move forward and get some key wins, get some good players, start building his squad, an offensive guy, I think. Because I think, as much as I don't like to admit it, I think the Patriots are on the backside of that era, of that dominant era in that division. I think they're going, I think those days are numbered at this point now. Brady's 58 years old. I think they're in that weird spot. But yeah. I think if Belichick decides to stay after Brady leaves, he'll be able to restructure that team into being a playoff team. Maybe, maybe. All right, Mike Mike McCarthy. Frank, you start, I'm gonna start off with you. Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. They moved on from him about four, three, four games before the season ended or so. Um, where do you think he goes, and you think that was a good firing? I think he definitely goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, but he's he's. I know that he's on a lot of teams, the top of their lists. You yeah. know, uh, they just had they the Green Bay Packers were expected to be so good, and after that kind of performance, someone had to take on the brunt of that, and he just happened to be the guy, right, for whatever reason. But he's he's gonna end up somewhere. I agree, Rich. You think anything with his relationship with Aaron Rodgers had anything to do with that firing? Yeah, I believe so. I, I believe Aaron Rodgers has a lot to say what, what goes on with that team. Mm-hmm. And I just think those two weren't meeting eye to eye this year. And I just think it was time for him. Like, you know how this, you had the feeling with Tom Bowles is it was yeah. just time. I think it was time for him. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to be. I, mean, I heard he's he's in talks for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. And I have a note here. Arizona, the Cardinals reached out to him. They said they're willing to give him full control of the organization. Whatever wow. that means, GM and coach, or just coach and have a lot of say in the, in what the you know the the personnel looks like. But I think I think he turned it down. He was also thinking about sitting out a year, seeing how that looks. Yeah, I mean, so. let's just stay there real quick with mm-hmm. Green Bay. I know it was time to go with him, and I said that. But like, who who who's available? Like, who who would you want Green Bay to pick up as a coach? Well, here's the thing, right? You you got to look at coordinators right these these um organizations start to look at coordinators who who ran an offense really well who ran a defense really well for this year or for the last couple of years and then they want to give a guy i think that role and move him up because of the success mcveigh had the success the success um naggy had and a couple of these other guys that are now in the league and playing teams are playing really well and they're exciting i think um, organizations are looking more towards the coordinators and saying we gotta we gotta strike while the iron's hot on one of these guys and give them an opportunity. I just feel like for the NFL, the head coaching position itself is in such a weird spot. Yeah, I think college it's much more defined. Mm-hmm. Like the head coach is really at the helm of that. 
and he has control over every aspect. And sure, he delegates um, responsibility to the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator, but when it goes to assembling the team and and all the the schemes that they're running, that's the head coach. Yeah. And in the NFL, it's not black and white like that. Mm-hmm. It's like some some programs you are some programs the gm has control of most of that stuff and now you're battling back and forth with this guy Mm -hmm. and and if the team don't work out it's going to be on you it's like a weird thing i think that head coaches before they accept some of these jobs have to really lay out on the line like listen if you're going to give me this job you got to give me these responsibilities i'm not arguing with the gm when i'm trying to make a draft pick to Mm -hmm. fit my scheme because he doesn't really know what's going on right you know what i'm saying i think it has to be structured that way where you you have to have faith in the head coach that you're hiring Mm -hmm. instead of giving all these responsibilities to people higher up that that really aren't accountable right because I mean, I think on the other end of that, you don't want to give you want a GM who has input and is in you know communication with the coach constantly about what the team should look like, what they want it to look like, who's out there and available. But I think, like you said, the GM's got to then sit back, let the coach do his thing because that's his scheme. He's putting the playbook together. He's putting you know the game plan together. Let him get the guys he wants, but still regulate him. You know what I'm saying? Let them know, like, okay, maybe you know, we gotta start letting this guy go. We gotta pick. You gotta up hold them respo- responsible. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Rich Dirk Cutter in Tampa Bay. They let him go after a year. I think that you know the mix up with the quarterbacks maybe had a little effect on that. But what do you think about that? You think that was justified? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. The Bucks were another team. I think he was this his only his first year. I thought he was a coach last year. Oh, maybe he was. Maybe he was, he, he was a coach year. for a couple of years, I believe. Okay. Because. Last year, there was a lot of hype about the Buccaneers being good. Going into this year, same thing. And just that whole dilemma this year with going back and forth with the quarterback. You just got to ride out with one guy, you know? If Fitzpatrick's playing well in the beginning of the year like he was, just go with him. Mm-hmm. But don't 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 be switching halfway through a game every other game, you know? Yeah. You, you can't be doing that. And I think it was a matter of time. And I heard that Bruce Arian is really interested in taking over for the Bucks. And wow. I think that will be great for that team. Wow, I think that's a really good. I think he's a good fit anywhere. Yeah, I think he needs another opportunity again. It's saying that Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter, is interviewing for the Falcons' offensive coordinator role. Frank, how do you feel about that? Wow. Yeah, I think he's a great yeah. offensive coordinator. Okay. And just yeah. not a head coach mm-hmm. like most of these guys, right? They they most of these guys that get these head coaches' jobs have like a really good offensive year as an offensive coordinator, and they just promote him up to head coach and I think it takes a special kind of person to be a head coach right you could be an amazing offensive coordinator or defense uh, although defensive coordinators I feel like have more success mm-hmm. but you could be a really good defensive coordinator too and just not be cut out for a head coaching job I agree, I agree. they were the best offense right yeah, passing when, yards or yardage well, wise yeah when the year ended they had some type of stat like that um Pat Shermer Says he's focused on Eli Manning. His record is five and ten in his first year. Giants head coach. They're obviously keeping him. What do you think his decision, his biggest decision going into the offseason is, Rich? Pat Shermer of the Giants. I think you gotta roll with Eli if they don't get a, a draft pick a quarterback this year in the draft. Okay. I believe in how it's set up right now, they're about tenth on the on the draft board. Okay. So I if they get a decent rookie or a decent quarterback in a draft, maybe some point next year you'll see them transition into that uh, that 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 new quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
But I feel like with Eli there, you gotta you gotta play him. Okay. You know, he he kind of put what what's that saying? Like you pay your dues or whatever. You know, like that's yeah. basically you, you, you gotta go with him. And, and who else are you gonna get to to, to play? You know, like As that's another yeah, that's another situation. Like you can't just get rid of a guy and then have nobody. At mm-hmm. least Eli puts up numbers. I mean, he he he's a shell of what he used to be. Right. But I think that's a better option that you have than just going with a backup they have now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the only way they'll, they'll switch him around is if they get a good quarterback this year in the draft. Frank, you think they draft a quarterback? You think they stick with Eli to Giants, or you think they sign a free agent? Um, I think that they're going to end up sticking with Eli next mm-hmm. year. I think they, they go on and draft maybe even a couple offensive linemen in, in this draft to try to continue to beef up that line. Right. And, and because they have they have a couple of pieces now, you know, uh, Saquon's ridiculous. You know, I, I think you build around that young talent and then and then maybe I mean Eli's a really humble guy. You could say all all the things you want him on the field, you know, but he's a good teammate and he's mm-hmm. a he's a good person. I think that even if you drafted someone say next year or this year, he wouldn't mind kind of mentoring him through that process because Eli's not getting any younger and he knows that. Right. If if he knows that he kind of has the reins of this year, but he he needs to transition somebody else into that role, I think he would do it. Yeah, I think I think that that at the end of Eli's um, uh, being the Giants' quarterback, his reign of being the quarterback is coming to an end as well. Um, I think they got to figure out something sooner or later. I think maybe drafting a guy like Frankie said and then letting him mentor is a good idea but I also think maybe looking at what the free agency looks like looking who's out there looking if Nick Foles wants to make a move looking what the Tampa Bay does with Winston or with Fitzpatrick maybe bringing in another veteran there I know that may cause controversy there I don't really like that though because the the Giants don't have a win now team you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I agree. I, I agree feel like you. Nick Foles or Fitzpatrick got to go somewhere where they're going to make a run next year. You know, mm-hmm. if if you were the Giants, instead of getting another quarterback that's up in age, I think that you should invest some time into a younger, even like Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. like someone that that has a future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and and kind of build them up that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. I, I I was just running through who is maybe available there, but Teddy Bridgewater, another guy. Maybe you bring him in. Maybe you. Give him the opportunity. But I think at some point next year, Giant fans, the media, and everybody else is going to continue to talk about Eli's struggles or he should be there and he shouldn't be there. And it's another year that this organization has to field these questions. And that's when does that end? Only if they're yeah. losing. It, but it, that's it ends right. when they're winning. Right. But like you said, they don't have a team to really make a run. They don't, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Odell. There's, there's you know... Uh, quiet talks of uh, maybe trading him. San Francisco is inter- interested in him, and I'm sure there's a million other teams that are interested in him as well. Do do they part ways with him? You know, it's like a. I just feel like the conversation of Eli needs to start going into. Okay, he was a great quarterback. Let's send him off on his way. Everything is going. You know, that has to be discussed at some point. Well, if you how many get... years he's going to be there, and when he's going to start exiting, and what they're going to do. They don't have a plan right now. There's no plan. If you could get an, another first round pick for. Julio, I mean, uh, for Odell, mm-hmm. and now you can get a lineman and a quarterback. It's right. not a bad option. The only thing no, is, not. there's no really dominant quarterbacks coming out of college this year. So if you're able to just bang out with Eli one more year and then see what next year holds, I think that's a better option. Right, it's got, there's the got to be a plan. The only thing with that is what happens next year if they're like a 8 and 8 team. 
9-17. and 17. Like, let's just say they have a, a better record. Now they're sitting in the middle of that draft order. You know, right. like, wh- what quarterback right. are they possibly going to be able to get in the middle? Right now, they ha- like, last year, they were, what, second, third? Mm-hmm. This year, they're 10th. Like, the more years that you wait to pick a quarterback, I feel like they're going to get a little better, you know, with Barkley being there. Yeah. And, that, and, and if they're picking different pieces to build that team, you're, you're going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, you have many... to capitalize on this 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 higher draft pick and and try to hit on one of these quarterbacks this year. I believe right. I think they should draft one of the quarterbacks this year. You got Will Greer, uh, Greer, mm-hmm. um, Haskin coming out, mm-hmm. and the kid from Washington. I forget his his last name. Okay, but uh, I mean they're they're saying there's four to five quarterbacks this year, just like kind of last year. I mean they weren't big name guys, or well, I shouldn't say big name guys, but like. You know, last year there was a little bit more hype with these quarterbacks than they, mm-hmm. the, the quarterbacks this year. I just feel like at 10, maybe you trade up to try to get to, to fifth or into the top five and take one of these quarterbacks this year mm-hmm. and then mentor them under Eli this year. Happens. That's what I think they should do. Okay, Greg Williams, um, interim coach for the Browns, went 5-2 and two in his games after um, Hugh Jackson was fired. The Browns at one point were saying, or there was you know murmur that he's not even getting up for the – interview process now he's a leading candidate of it they're going back and forth of what's going on here frank i want to ask you because i know that's your man right there greg williams for the browns should they make him the head coach offer him one a deal that he can't turn down and that he, they they really have found their coach and he's right there yeah i think you'd be absolutely mm-hmm. stupid not to and the browns are stupid so i'm not saying that they're gonna hire him <laughs> mm-hmm. but i think you'd be stupid not to he already knows the organization he's been there for years he put in his dues the players love him mm-hmm. they don't get they don't have to get to know somebody new you know they're already going to play for him right and he's doing a great job mm-hmm. the team the team looks amazing in talent i mean what else do you have to do to to turn around a, a team like that in the middle of the season right they had a losing record he went 5 and 2 but and the p- only thing that changed was the head coach. Right. Yep. Right, right. Um, go ahead, Rich. I, I right. agree exactly said well. what he said. I agree. Hi, Greg Williams, Cleveland. They respect this guy. They love this guy. They play for this guy. And I think Baker has a good relationship with him as well. I know maybe they want to bring in an offensive coordinator and really do something with that. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, Marvin Lewis. There's word um, he should coach the DV Warriors assistant coach. <laughs> he should be the assistant coach to Coach O because that's where really he deserves to be. That guy, uh, to me, should take a couple years off of coaching. Go if, do uh, a li- if DV football is listening to this, please yeah. don't hire my right, <laughs> right, also, because they that, that thing they turned him down as well. It just came through on the headphones. He's 131 and 121. His record for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals, seven playoff appearances, Zero wins. Rich. I don't know how he kept his job for so long. I don't know either, bro. I have no idea either. What happens to Andy Dalton? Now that Marvin Lewis is out, is Andy Dalton's job safe? Does the new guy come in and he's, okay, we got a pretty good quarterback here. Hasn't won much, but maybe it was the head coach. Didn't let him do his thing. Changing offensive coordinators a lot over there. What happens to Andy Dalton? I think he's safe for a year. Okay. So that, that coach is going to want to see for himself. Right. And once again, who are you going to get? You don't you like know? Andy Dalton. You don't think he's a good quarterback. He I, has his moments. Mm-hmm. He he he's like, I don't know. I, th- I think you really have to ask yourself though how you build a team because the Bengals need need to be rebuilt, right? 
And yes. I don't think you start that with the quarterback. But I don't I don't think that team needs to be rebuilt though. Look at that team in the beginning of this year. How could that team be possibly I, I don't know the exact record, but weren't they like six and one? But that's the thing to start the and year. Then when and Andy then Dalton and then, got hurt, the team went downhill. But right? Dalton was still there. Dalton didn't get hurt till the end of the season. But how I, I think that this this falls on the head coach. How do how, how do you have that team so fired up in the beginning of the year to do well and then they just hit this slump? And they can't get out of it. That's the head coach right there to try to get that team out of that slump and try to get wins again. And that's why I think Marvin Jones, Marvin Lewis, had to leave. Yeah. Because this is this is this wasn't the first year this happened. I believe last year it happened when they made it. Did they make the playoffs last year? No, they just knocked out the Ravens. Yeah, that's right. Nice but uh, yeah. I just feel like a lot of seasons were like that with this team. They yeah. they were they beginning of the season they would hit this hot streak and halfway through they would hit a slump and that's all in the head coach. Yeah, Andy Dalton, 28,000 yards, um, 188 touchdowns. You know, he, stats aren't too bad with Andy Dalton, man. I think he could really sling the ball. I think, like Frankie said, I think they were playing well. I think Joe Mixon took a step forward about what he could do, showed that team. I think their defense is slacking, which usually isn't, and I think they need to really step it up as well, and they need to start revamping that offensive line a little bit. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. John Ross made an appearance. I think they got to really let that guy go and figure out something else. They need a tight end, too, that could stay healthy. Right, exactly. I think there's uh, some questions there, but I think they should keep Andy Dalton as well. Um, last coach I want to really talk about, because then we got a lot more to talk about here in this episode, Adam Gase of the Miami Dolphins. What do they do? They fired him. Where does he go? There's talks. I don't of, like that. I don't like it either. You don't like them firing him? No. no. Oh, man, I'm on the opposite of that. Yeah? I don't, I'm not a fan look of that guy that, whatsoever. Look at the team. That he had this year. Mm-hmm. And he was getting some decent wins. He took that team to the playoffs last year. I mean, Miami, skill-wise, is, is in rough shape. They don't have that many players. Right. You know, you have to take that in consideration, too. Like, and look, here's look, the look. question. Is that his fault yeah. or is that the front office's fault? I don't know. It could be his fault. He could be missing on, on draft picks and not managing the free agency's uh, talks, right? I, I mean, I don't know. But if it's not on him and he just has to coach with the team that they give him, mm-hmm. I think he did a pretty good job the last two years. Okay. And that team so wrapped up into Ryan Tannehill. Well, they were. They had so much money wrapped well, that, into him. Yeah. I think that might have hurt, too. You know, like your hands are tied with this quarterback. Right. I, and I personally don't think Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. They're saying the Jets are interviewing him. They say the Packers can interview him as well. I think he's a good coach. He's definitely going to find another job. He'll be a coach next year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not a huge fan for – I just don't like the way he, like, carries himself on the field with the players. He had some beef with Juice, with Jarvis Landry. He had some beef with Jay Ajayi. The Tannehill situation, is he healthy? Is he not healthy? I feel like the locker room didn't respect him. That's just the way I felt like it looked. I, I You know, I don't know any of that, but I just feel like coaches like him – don't have the full hold of the team. And when the guys don't respect you, there's just controversy going down. And I don't know if he's a head coach. Maybe maybe he's offense, he was an offensive coordinator first, stepped into the head coaching role. I think he had that hype around him. But I think that's where one of those things could go wrong. I think the fact of like when you now, now you hire one of these hot coordinators, then you put them in a head coaching role. If they don't do what you're going to do, what they want you to do or the way it's supposed to look, I think that could mess him up a little bit, too. But, yeah, I agree. I think he's going to get a spot somewhere. I don't know. I look at him and Steve Sarkeesian in the same way. You know, they're like two guys who just should stick to go to college football and yeah. coach there. Bef- um, 
you want to move on to the players? Go ahead, Rich. Before we move on to the mm. players, I just want to ask you guys, what do you think about Mike Mayock going to the Raiders? Mm. As the GM, I, him listen, and John Gruden working together. Listen, I, I like Mike Mayock. I think he was a great analyst. I think he did great work for um, the Combine. He knows a, he got a lot of knowledge on guys. He does a lot of work behind the scenes, research and everything like that. I think it's a good opportunity for him because he evaluates talent really well. And he works, I heard, with John Gruden over the years. They went back and forth about talent and what guys look like and who you should draft. And he hit on a couple players. You know, with the draft picks that they have, the Raiders, I think this is a good time for to get a guy like that. I I really hope that somebody's documenting what's going on in the for the Raiders. I feel like they're just doing s- things that are so out of the usual, mm-hmm. you know? And either it's going to work out great or it's not. Yeah. But yeah. either way, it's never been done before. They're kind of looking at this like a like it's a business, you know? Mm-hmm. Fire Gruden came in, you gave him this huge contract. He got rid of everybody, basically, right? Right. And he wants to start from scratch. Instead of hiring this GM that that knows how to be a GM, they hire somebody that's that knows the draft, right? Right. And and they're they're really focusing on rebuilding this team from the ground up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting and fun to see how this all turns out. I agree, Frank. I can't. I'm actually excited to see how this all pans out. Yeah. I actually have a lot of faith. In what they're doing, mm-hmm. I think it's going to pay out really. John Gruden and Mayock together, I think is is a is a dangerous duo. Okay. Like those two are the knowledge that they both could bring to the game. You know, John Gruden with his remember with his show he used to have when he sat down with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Like he he knows what he's looking at when he looks at these young talents. And same thing with Mayock. And I just think that they're gonna they're going to hit on every single one of these picks that they have, and they have a lot of them. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and I think that what they're saying is that Mayock is going to do a lot of the player thing, you know, player evaluation, um, looking at guys who are available, just be really involved with the players. Not so much when you think of a GM of, like, numbers and contracts and stuff like that. I think they have guys that do that. The Raiders have that set up. Um, this guy's going to look more of player, player evaluation, player, you know, research, and just really be able to stick to that and really be like, the coach's guy to go to, like, yo, who's hot out there, you know? Who do you think we should make a move on? Who could be that late guy who we could pick up that nobody else knows about right now? Um, All right, we're moving forward here. Players, this is the next section. We talked about the coach a little bit. Players that could or may be on the move. We don't know what's going to happen here with a couple of these guys. I I got a couple here, so this might be a little rapid-fire action so we can keep the podcast moving. Um, I'll go back and forth with you guys. If somebody has something to add in, uh, you know, what I asked the other guy about, just jump in there. I mean, there's a huge name that's not on there that just uh, that just yeah. happened a couple of days ago. I think ago. we should put him right on top. Who's that? AB. AB, we could talk about that. He's on a team right now, and he has a contract. What do you think he does? Where Anyone could jump in here. You think he stays a stealer? You think they trade him? What's the deal? <laughs> don't 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 I think if they could get a first round pick they trade him but I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah, I think they got too much invested into him money wise for another team to take on. I I don't know. I I think personally he might want out. Yeah. But I feel like the Steelers aren't going to get rid of him. Yeah. So I I think he he will be a Steeler next year. Okay. By the way, it just flashed up on the screen Dirk Cutter three seasons as a Tampa Bay coach. Yeah, I, Nineteen and like I knew he was there for a couple of years. Nineteen and thirty nine or something. Because he was a coach on uh, Hard Knocks. Right. And the Broncos, obviously 
have fired their coach. Steve Wilkes, the Cardinals fired their coach. Those are all one year guys. I can't even I can't even yeah. mention really a lot I don't of the like one year the guys. Steve Wilkes firing either. Because it's like you gave the guy one year. What did you expect? Like Frankie said. Yeah. So I don't want to go too much on on those guys. And Wilkes is a good coach, I think. Yeah. Um A B. I think there's a lot of controversy with A B surrounding the team wise. The guy's one of the hardest workers ever, one of the best receivers ever. That's hands down. No one's arguing that. I think what the what the problem here though is is that he is causing issues between his coaches and his teammates that I think they're saying maybe we're a little tired of. Or they're saying they're tired of, but we're still going to take it because we're not going to get rid of him. I, I don't think they know what to do. I think he's due a lot of money. His contract is going to be hard to move. I think they're going to ask a lot of him. Well, Adam Scheffner said that the contract can be reworked. It's That's mm-hmm. not really the problem. Mm-hmm. They're they're able to cut money here and there, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't be the money. I don't think it would be what they what the Steelers are getting back, because he is what thirty one. I think he's thirty. I think he's thirty, but it, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's thirty years old. Um, eleven thousand yards receiving, he has in his career. Seventy four touchdowns. Like you to get a guy like that still at thirty years old, I think he's got one or two more. He got probably two more, and that's in eight years, three right? more years of playing at this level. Um, he he's unbelievable. I just think like he yells at coaches on the sidelines. He like he's filming sessions, you know, after wins on Facebook Live. He's you know, I I don't think organizations like things like that. Obviously. Yeah. And now with the Steelers going through the Le'Veon Bell thing, do they want to cut their ties before this starts to be become a, a big drama show? And you have Juju right there, who's a who's in my opinion a top mm. five wide receiver next year. I, I I agree, I agree. I don't know though if his success independently is going to be as good as it was with AB. I think AB is one the be- top one or two best receivers in the league, and I think they should either talk to him and figure it out. Or ship him. I know all receivers have these controversial issues and issues, but his issues to me aren't big enough to trade a guy because he's so good. He's so good, and to find another guy like that, they they ain't out there. It's gonna be really really tough. So let's go back to our list here. Jameis Winston, Rich. What do you think he does? Is he the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year? I, I think so. All right, because for you, some you, reason you were a little slow there, and all year you've been Jameis Winston. I know that's why I didn't you know, know how to answer this. So I thought James he Winston was going to have a great year when he came back this okay. year, and after watching what Fitzpatrick did, I thought it was going to put like you know some fire into him. Like mm. I got to get going, right? And he didn't really have that great of a year. But towards the end, he he actually started getting okay. But I just think I just think he'll be the quarterback there next year because okay. there's no one really unless unless they pick up someone on free agency. All right, but he'll be the quarterback next year. Frank Nick Foles. What's he doing next year? Uh, depends that? what the Eagles do. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I told you what I think they should do. Mm-hmm. I think that you sit Carson Wentz next year and I like this. let Rich, him get to... completely yeah. healthy. Mm-hmm. Let his back fully heal. Let his knee fully heal. Instead of rushing him back and getting him injured again, mm-hmm. approach it like the Colts approached it, Andrew Luck. Yes. You have a, a quarterback that's obviously able to win you a Super Bowl so why wouldn't you just let him do his thing mm-hmm. for one more year? Yeah. You let Carson Wentz, who's obviously your quarterback of the future, get healthy, completely healthy, mm-hmm. and then you see where you go from there. I agree. I think if it's you a have great the plan. option, why not? I agree. I think you give him you tell him at the end of the year, listen, 
We're going to give you another one-year deal. We're going to pay you well. The plan is Carson Wentz, no matter what he feels, tells us, or what the doctors say, we're sitting him out a full year. We're getting him completely healthy. You, It's your team the whole entire year, whether you lose four games or whether you win seven. You're in. Let's ride this out. Thank you for what you do. And I think Nick Foles also in that position is like, okay, I could deal with that. I can If I'm the quarterback all year, I want to do that. Let me cash in on the one-year deal, and then let me kind of ride off in the sunset. Because I don't know if he necessarily wants to go somewhere else and restart. He was thinking about retiring and, years ago. Right, exactly. Um, Rich, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we'll stay with you. I'm, I'm sorry I'm giving you all You're these Tampa Bay guys. <laughs> I apologize for that. But Fitzpatrick, what do you think he does? He got a job next year? I think he has a job next year that's not okay. with the Bucks. All I right. think uh, a team that might is in a gray area with a quarterback that just needs a quarterback for a year mm-hmm. might pick him up. Maybe like the Broncos if if Case Keenum. I don't know what's his deal over there, but I, he'll he'll be somewhere in the league as a backup. Fitzpatrick, right. just not with the Bucks. I think. Okay, Frank Blake Bortles. No, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> done in the NFL, Rightfully or so. done no, with the Jaguars. No, he's done with the Jaguars. Okay. Uh, they they can't waste another year on this guy. They have mm-hmm. such a good defense, and and that team stunk mm-hmm. last year. And they didn't help themselves. They got rid of Allen Hearns. They didn't get another wide receiver. Fournette been on and off the field, and even when he was, then he's like punching people and getting suspended for a couple of games. You know, right. they didn't help but Blake Bortles. But when you can't throw the football as an NFL quarterback, I mean, there's not much help that we could give you. I agree. Rich Teddy Bridgewater. Where do you think Teddy goes next year? I think I there's think, a lot of options for Teddy. I think he stays with the Saints. Okay. But I still think he's just going to be another backup. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Ever um, again? Well, maybe in the future, but okay. I don't think next year. I just don't think there's a spot for him. All right, Frank, I want you to jump in on Teddy Bridgewater. I know you're a fan of Teddy. What do you think? He, you think, like, Rich, he ends and stays with the Saints, or he explores his options? I think he just signed a one-year deal, right? He's yeah. a free agent? I, I believe so. I don't think that he's going to go somewhere where he's the absolute backup. I mean, there's no shot that you're taking over Drew Brees' job right. in Louisiana. I mean, you'll get killed out there. <laughs> Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that even if he's not the starting quarterback, he at least wants to compete for the job. Yes. yes. I think with the Saints, he's still young enough to ride out the next two years with the Saints, continue to learn under Drew Brees and mm-hmm. Sean Payton. And when Drew Brees retires – what better situation would you rather be in? Would you rather be a backup for the Jets or Broncos or a backup quarterback that's, that, that could take over that team in a couple of years with the Saints? Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. I feel like you just got to ride that out and stay with the Saints. All right. Ryan Tannehill, what do we think about him? You think he stays with the Dolphins? They're saying his contract isn't too bad to move. Or if they cut him, they could save a lot of money. If they cut him, he's on the books for a lot, making next year. What do you think he does? He's the starting quarterback next year, the Dolphins? I th- I believe so. I okay. think he's gonna stay there. I think I the agree. Dolphins, that like the whole that that whole team, the the GM, everyone just. Mm-hmm. I think for some reason they like. I personally don't think he's a good quarterback, but I think they like him. He'll be there. All right, Marcus Mariota, Frank. What do you think Marcus Mariota is? I I don't know. I'm gonna look up right now while you're talking about it. What his contract looks he's like? A free agent? I don't know. That's what I'm gonna look up right now. Or his rookie deal is probably done. Well, I think he maybe just signed an extension. It was done. He signed an extension, and now that may be coming to an end. I think he's been in the league three years, right? Oh, that's so look that's a first-round pick, I think, gets three years. Yeah. I I think that he stays in Tennessee. Uh, he's your quarterback of the future. I, I agree. I think he's really good. I don't know if he, he make. I know he doesn't make the throws that you would think a prototypical quarterback could make, but I think he's a leader, 
And I think he has the respect of that organization. I think Mike Vrabel likes him, which is the most important thing. Great coach, Mike Vrabel. Great hiring. You're not helping him out. There's no talent over there. There's no talent. And that's the issue, yes. Go ahead, Your your whole argument with Dak was he never had a good good wide receiver. Mm. Who the heck does Marcus Mariota have? Right. Corey Davis that actually showed up this year and played decent. Mm -hmm. Delaney Walker, his go-to guy, went down in the beginning of the year. And this year, Mariota was so banged up. And no line. No line. He's getting blasted. This guy was playing through rib injuries, a wrist injury. He played a Gabbard got hurt the one game, and he had to come in with oh, like with four fingers and try yeah. to throw a ball. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you got to stay with Mariota. I agree. Who, wh- how do you think they help him? What position? Wide receiver. Wh- okay. Would help him. And, and maybe, I mean, Derek, Derek Henry came on big at the he's end of the year. He's your quarterback next I mean, he's your running back next year. Derek Henry is absolutely their running back next year. Whether it turns out good or not, yeah. they're going to ride with him. I, I think they keep the duo they have, Deion Lewis and Derek Henry, both completely uh, completely different backs. I think that works good for them. They just need targets for, for Mariota. Mm-hmm. Get him a wide receiver over there. Okay, here's what, here's what the deal is about Mariota. They exercised his fifth-year option. This past season, so it would pay Mariota twenty million next season. So it exercised the option next year; he can make twenty million. Whew, that's a good year for Mariota. Um, if they don't give him a contract extension, so maybe they, you know, the the franchise tag. Maybe they franchise; he could become a free agent in twenty twenty, or Tennessee could use a franchise tag. So next year, he's on the books to make twenty mil. Um, yeah, after that, they they'll can, keep him wrapped up. Okay, whatever it is, he's not going nowhere. No. I agree. I don't know if there's somebody else out there that you really want. And I think you invested in him, and he knows Mike Vrabel, and they could really do things. I think they're on. They were one game away from making the playoffs. Yeah. They were one game away. With no talent. Yes. Let's. Um, I want to give Frankie this, but really, I'm going to give it to Rich. Joe Flacco. What does your man Joe Flacco do, Rich? I think they end up trading him. Okay. I just think, I just, I, th- I think a team will give the Ravens a decent piece for him because he is a MVP winning quarterback. Uh, Super Bowl quarterback, so I, th- I I think maybe the Jags, the Broncos, one of those teams are are gonna take a chance on him. Okay, Frank, you want to add anything about Flacco, or you want me to move on? Yeah, I think we've seen this before, and I think it happens again. I think you see him on Sunday Night Football, but instead of on the field, he's talking. He's talking. What? No, I, I don't think he wants done. to be traded and go through learning a whole offense again and, mm-hmm. and building up relationships that this year, I think someone gives him a nice, cushy job up in the office somewhere, and he just talks on, on Sunday night football. I don't think it's a bad option for him. Well, well he, might, he might take his options. He might see what teams are interested in him and then weigh it out. You know, Maybe if he doesn't yeah. want to go in that situation, he'll just retire. Yeah. But I don't know. I know he's not happy being a backup, but... Mm-hmm. What Lamar Jackson's doing with the Ravens, you have to roll with that guy next. You have to just keep it going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely if he does a little playoff run right now. Mm-hmm. You know, since he came in, he's 6-1 and one as a starting quarterback, Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, he's doing really so. well. I think Flacco could go on that same, you know, Jay, Jay Cutler, Tony Romo, you know, ride off in the sunset, don't go with another team, just go and make some money talking somewhere. Um, all right, so a lot of these guys who I want to come up there, I mean, coming up now are – Guys getting paid a lot of money. Two guys are getting paid a lot of money. Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford. We'll we'll put these two guys together. You think they stay with their team, or you think their team cuts them and starts something new? Frank, what do you think? Derek Carr stays with the Raiders. I think he gets cut. Wow. Okay. I don't think he should, but mm. I I think that 
they're trying to free up as much money as as possible and then start from scratch. But he's a good piece somewhere. Yeah, he is. I agree. Another team could use him somewhere. I don't know where and I don't know who it is, but there's teams that could definitely use Derek Carr, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, maybe the Broncos if they want to cut their ties with Case Keenum, um, Rich Matthew Stafford. Like, what's the deal with him? Is this guy gonna? Is this guy gonna? Is this team gonna win? Is this can this guy win? Like, what? What's the issue? Is it him? I don't think it's him because mm-hmm. he always has great numbers as a quarterback. Right. He throws for a million yards a year. Yeah. He's but I just feel like he he was in another. He's in a tough situation every mm-hmm. year almost, or every other year he's getting a new offensive coordinator. They right. just cut their uh, Jim Bob Cooter, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. So there's another offensive coordinator gone. Right. He has to learn a new system again next year. Mm-hmm. So how I mean, when you have when when you're battling that every year, every other year, you're you're not set up to to win championships that way. No. Three thousand five hundred eleven yards this year, nineteen touchdowns, eleven picks for Matthew Stafford. The record is not good. I just feel um, like they they figured out how to win football games and and then they went back from that again, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Matthew Stafford could throw for nine million yards a game, but that's not how you win football games. You have to right. run the football, right? But they that's were not doing on him. it. No, no, definitely not. No. I think he's going to be their quarterback. They want to yeah. go. And they want to. They got to rebuild other parts of that team. You want to mm-hmm. add to that a a, cor- a new quarterback and and all that, all the stuff that comes with that. You know how hard it is to hit on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the stats have to be ridiculous. As far as drafting a quarterback and him end up being like a Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or mm-hmm. or even like a somewhat successful franchise quarterback, right? It's almost impossible to find that guy. So you got a lot of these mediocre guys, or I don't mean that in a bad way, but guys that kind of get the stats, pad the stats, don't necessarily get the wins. It's and not they're not, there for a while. On not teams. even that. It's just build the team around them instead yeah. of looking for this all-star quarterback that's gonna put all the load on his back and win you games, mm-hmm. build everything else around that. I it, agree. It, it's, it's easier to do, and it, it's uh, more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, does he stay with the Buffalo Bills, or is he somewhere else? He's retiring a bill. You think so? Well, he's not retiring this year, but he's, he's going to be with the Bills until he retires. That's I don't what I think so. Say. I don't think so at all. I think he's out. I think they're going to cut him and let him go somewhere else to really end, finish out the end of his career. I think he's got I think he's got not a lot left in the tank, but he's got some left in the tank there. He's got a lot of speed left. He's got his cuts that he could still do. He's can hand, he can take the ball handoffs. He could. He's a scrimmage guy, you know, scrim, a lot of scrimmage yards. Can catch, could run, could do a lot of things. I think he's got a lot to offer a team who just needs to give him a chance. Buffalo is not the place. Um, Frank, you want to add anything to that? What do you think about LaShawn McCoy? I just think it's really hard to be an older running back in the mm-hmm. in the NFL okay. these years. All these new guys that are coming out of uh, college are even better and better mm-hmm. every year. It's just tough for those guys. I okay. agree. Um, who's next on the list? Eli yeah. Manning. Let, let, we talked about Eli a yep. little bit already. So let's jump to um, I want uh, Jalen Ramsey is on my list just because they don't know what's going on there. He was talking he a wants lot. Out, I believe. Right. There's a lot of talk, and that's what I mean. Then another guy like. Like an Antonio Brown, you know, a a guy who has a ton of talent, causing a little issues with the team, you know, over the past year or two. A lot of talking, not a lot of backing up this year. Did a lot of backing up last year. Maybe he had an off year. I think they had an off year. 
I think he stays there, though. I think he's a Jaguar. I think the Jags will at least listen to offers. If they get something big Maybe. for him, they'll, they'll, they'll trade him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, Frank. I, I, I kind of look at, you know, defensive backs like you could kind of look at a quarterback. Like, these guys just don't come around. When you got a star guy, a lockdown guy uh, like him, I think you got to keep him. I agree with mm-hmm. you, but I don't think that that's what NFL teams do. And I think mm-hmm. you've seen that last year. Marcus Peters got shipped. Khalib, uh, Tlaib True. left. And I think, you know, more and more there, I think teams are putting up with uh, disruptions in the locker room less and less. And you're going to yeah. start to see these guys that, that talk get shipped. That's true. Patrick Peterson, guy's been on top for a long time. We talked about him eight straight Super Bowls or whatever it is. Uh, since Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls since he's been in the league. Guy's unbelievable. Guy doesn't talk, does his job, Was been, been with the Arizona Cardinals since he got drafted. Is it time to, for them to let him go and let him try to win a Super Bowl or, or at least make the playoffs somewhere? Because they're in the rebuilding, right? They're yeah. continuously rebuilding, but they're just not saying it. And I feel like he's more of a player that, that doesn't care about that. I feel like okay. he's I feel like he's a cardinal, you know, like he wants to play for Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's the team that took him in and I, I just feel like he's a he's a type of guy or player that would just ride out that team. I think he he's a, he's well, he another player. He wants to be traded. He does? He came out and said that he wanted to be traded. Well, that well they yeah, they said that in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. or in the middle of the year, but then that it, it switched back and he said that he that he wants to stay a cardinal. I'm telling you, I I think he's going to be a cardinal for life. He's going to be one of those players. Wow, really? All right. I like to see how that goes. And lastly, let's leave off with Le'Veon Bell. Where does Le'Veon Bell end up? One team. If you had to pick one team, we, we know what Rich is going to say, right? <laughs> so we'll start with Frankie. Where does Le'Veon Bell go? I think he goes to the Jets. Okay. Rich? Raiders. Wow. I think he's going to go to the Colts. The Colts or the Texans make a move for him, and he ends up with a pretty good team with on-the-move young young guys. Good coach, both in both those in both those teams. The Colts is a nice fit for him, but yeah. who the hell wants to live in Indianapolis? I don't think he really cares because they're gonna give him a ton of money that he could live wherever he wants in Indianapolis and be a king, and have Andrew Luck and have a good offensive line now, and now they just gotta build up the defense, you know, draft defense and go from there. Which they hit on last year, right? Right, which they're doing right the, with, with the rookie who we're going to talk about a little bit later. Huge amount of tackles. Malik Hooker, two years ago or a year ago, whatever it is, the safety from Ohio State, they got him as well. I think they got two key guys there, and they, they hit on that guy, and I think that gives them confidence going forward. I would like to see him in one or the other in one of the, in one of the other teams. I miss the Colts having like an Edron James, a Joseph Adai, you know, guys like that and that were in the backfield that were just playing really well. And they were on top during those times. And I think the coach is really good, Frank Wright. All right. Players coming off or coming back from an injury. A lot of major players got injured this year. Earl Thomas broke his leg. Does Earl Thomas get re-signed? He's going to be a free agent. By, by the Seattle Seahawks, does he go somewhere he else? He's going back to the Seahawks. He's going back to the Seahawks. He's going somewhere else. He's going somewhere. I yeah. agree. We all agree on that. Yeah. Going somewhere else. Where does he go? Cowboys? He was recruiting. He was recruiting the Cowboys, right? We heard heard those stories over here all, all year. He wanted to go there. Told them to recruit him. Met met Jason Garrett in the you know the the, the tunnel there last year or so or the, or, the, or whatever think, it was. I think the Cowboys will give him. A, you know they'll talk to him as right. long as he doesn't want an arm and a leg. He'll probably end up going there. Well, he's gonna you know? want a leg because he broke that. They, they gotta they gotta <laughs> they gotta pay Dak this year, right? 
Right, that's going to have to be structured. Yeah, that's going to have to be figured out. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's going to be asking for, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know that the Cowboys, they usually don't anyway go after like big name free agents like that. Right. And with this year having that big contract to sign, I think I don't see them going after a big name this year, especially how good they're doing now. Mm-hmm. I think it's much more likely that maybe they add like a few little pieces here and there and then they draft. But just like they always do. If Earl okay. Thomas really wants to go play with the Cowboys, they could structure a contract to get him there mm-hmm. and be like, listen, you know, in another year or two, we can maybe sign you to a little bit more. We'll give you an extension or something. Mm-hmm. There'll be ways to get him. I don't think the money will be an issue. No, definitely, I don't think definitely money... if he wants to go there, he might take a little less. You know, like mm-hmm. it depends. It depends on how bad he wants to be or a take Cowboy. Take that guaranteed money, you know? Yeah. Give him that guaranteed money and he gets it all up front and then. You give Dak the guarantee money later on. There's right. ways around it. Yeah, there's it. ways around it. I, I I think he has a job. I think, though, Earl Thomas is going to play next year, and he's going to be really good. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes. Yeah, he's on the decline, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's easier to be a safety and be on the decline than a corner. Right, and he still had a great year this year before he got injured. He was top level. Him, Eric Berry, you know, um, Jefferson and Weddle. There's a lot of safeties out there who played – really well who are a little bit later in their careers but they're still playing consistently well like frankie said um des bryant achilles injury we were all looking forward to that with the saints went down does des bryant have a team next year i think he's done wow i don't want it to happen but i just think he's done i don't i think he just he waited too long this year Mm -hmm. i think that i mean any uh, injury can happen at any time Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i just feel like if he would have been in a system and you know, training maybe would have prevented it from happening, but Achilles injury is that, that could happen. It happened in a football game we were playing, right? Backyard exactly. game, you know. Exactly. So you can't really say that. But I just think he's done. I don't think he's gonna come. I mean, he might want to come back. I just don't think a team might give him an uh, opportunity. Frank Des got a job next year. I think it's on him. I think he'll have some offers. It's not going to be anything huge, and it mm-hmm. might only be a one-year deal. It's just up to him if he wants to play this game again, mm-hmm. or if he's just going to sign with a team and ride it out from the beginning. Right, I agree. I, I I think he has a job next year. I don't know where it is. It's an injury like Sherman came off of. Um, Achilles say is like tough. the Titans could give him a minimum deal to right. be over there. He could really help that team out. Yeah, but I think you I think you said a really important thing. It's it's on him. Yeah, is yeah. he gonna want to take? People are gonna offer him something early, I think, and they're gonna you know cheat him a little bit on the money. Um, he bet on himself. It didn't work out, and now it's about like okay, well you're gonna take the money and play somewhere. Or are you going to be picky again? Jared McKinnon, obviously signed with the San Francisco 49ers. He will have a job. You think he makes a good comeback next year? Yeah, I think he's a, a good running back. Okay. Jimmy G, Frank. You think Jimmy G comes back and starts to play like Jimmy G again? He's coming off of ACL. What does he do? I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. He He's a, he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he'll be there, and he'll be their guy. I don't know how good he'll turn out. Yeah, I don't know what to make of him either. Yeah, I, was I just think they're. Say that. I think they're exploring trades for guys like Odell and um, other guys. They're gonna try to make trades. He's for. their guy. I mean, he's their yeah, quarterback of the future. Right. That's for sure. But I think they need to start. I think they're thinking we need to build guys around him. We need to do that like as soon as possible, so we can start this, you know, team going in the right direction. Uh, I don't know what they got. They they need McKinnon back. They need receivers. They need a defense. They don't need a tight end. I'll no. tell you that much. They got that figured out. Um, 
it's going to be interesting what happens with Jimmy G. And it's an ACL, you know, dancing around that pocket. Is he going to take the first hit? How's he going to look? And is he going to be comfortable playing with the brace? It should be interesting. Darius Geis, running back for the Redskins, rookie, got hurt in the beginning of this year. A lot of big um, news surrounding him and how, how good he was going to be and how good he is. is. Does he come back strong next year? That's a weird thing to even ask because we never seen him in yeah. the NFL before. You right? Know? It's like never and, played an NFL snap yet. And now it's not only like he's coming his first year from college; he's coming to play his first NFL game after a, a catastrophic knee injury. Yeah. I mean, he it, it could work out. It could not. I've I've literally no idea. Okay. I just think he's an upside for the Redskins. I, I mean, the Redskins don't have a running back. Right. I mean, AP was a great fill in this year, but. You know, are you gonna get that again from AP ne- AP next year? I don't know. I just think he he he's a good. I think he'll be all right. I do too. I think Darius guys is really good. He just needs to get healthy. The preseason games, he he was killing it. Yeah, there was. That's why there was so much hype about this kid. Yeah, he's playing. So really I think he'll be all right. Great running back. They have to LSU. bring him back at the right time though. They can't they can't rush him back. Yeah, I agree. Let Let's stick with um what's his face too, uh, Alex Smith over there, terrible injury, breaking his uh, leg. What does he do going forward? I don't know. I mean, he's there, right? I'm, yeah, yeah. He's in I, Washington. I think they gave him the money. They gave him the deal. He's uh, yeah, there. Yeah, but they said he was never going to play again. There's possibility wow. of that. Yeah. Wow. I think if he is capable of playing, mm-hmm. he will be back. Okay. But if there's any like any type of a risk or whatever, I think he might just throw in the towel and okay. say, you know, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to risk it. I'm going back to the Redskins. Like we're not. I'm not on a winning team. We're mm-hmm. not going to win the Super Bowl. So they were doing really well with him in there, and the team looked good. Um, that's gonna be interesting going forward. Uh, Jack Doyle, guy was injured on and off all year. Eric Ebron is over there with the Colts now. Maybe he gets healthy, and they go two tight ends now. I think that could help a guy like Andrew Luck out. I think a guy like Andrew Luck is willing to work with. You know, I mean, it can make it work with having two um, good tight ends. But I think they made. Eric Ebron made the Colts' decision a little harder in what they exactly do with Jack Doyle. Um, what do you think about Jack, Jack Doyle? Think he's going to end up there, stay with the Colts? Yeah, I, I think the Colts are the type of a team that's going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I agree. Uh, the only thing is you usually have like a, a passing tight end and a running tight end, and with that scenario you have two passing tight ends. Right. It'll be interesting to see, but they could definitely uh, benefit from, from two tight ends like that. Yes. Rich, Devontae Freeman, running back, that was Falcons, nice. gets banged up a little bit. What happens with him? He'll be a Falcon next year. He'll, okay. he'll be right back in that duo with Coleman. So You think be, they stay with the two yeah, running backs yeah. over there? Definitely. He's still okay. young. It's, he just had a mm-hmm. – I don't even know what happened to him this year. I forget. Uh, Frank, you remember what his injury was? It was, was, like a, it was just like a – lower li- leg injury. Yeah, it was like yeah. a lingering one, though. It wasn't like a severe injury. It was just something that kept on coming back and coming back, so that's why they put him on the IR. Put him out there, But right. uh, I think he'll be fine. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip over Andy Dalton. I had him on this because we talked about him a little bit. Um, Manuel Sanders got a late um, injury later in the year. What'd he do? He, Achilles. It, Achilles. Oh, another, another tough and injury for receiver. And he's older, too, so. Right. The thing is, it ha- is it happened late in the in the season. So who even knows if he's going to be ready for next year? Right. Yeah, true. Right. And he, like I said, his age that, that that could be a factor. But he'll mm-hmm. be with the Broncos. I just think. Do uh, you think you'll have a productive season? I think they cut him. I yeah. think it happened late in the year, like Frankie said. They don't really want to deal with it. I think they're more in a rebuilding 
than they want to admit as well on the offensive side of the ball. They got a lot of guys. They got no more Demarius Thomas. They got a lot of young guys in there, Cortland Sutton and a couple of other guy, young receivers who are in, in the mix there. They, you know, they got a really good running back in Phillip Lindsey. Freeman is also there. But I think the offensive line and the quarterback and and the other receivers are just, you know, not where they need to be to contend and win games. I think they cut Sanders and they start to figure out other direction, other things to do. Um, Will Fuller, Frank, we think Will Fuller does injury up and down every year with this guy. He's really good when he's on the field, but a lot of injuries. You think he sticks with the Houston Texans? Yeah, but he it's looking more and more like he's going to have one of those careers. Yeah. An injury career, an up and down career, you know, a guy. You think it's his speed? You think his speed hurts him in the sense of like, you know, a lot of guys who are that fast and yeah, have. Yeah, well, that's like a whole, harder whole different debate, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it's like, why are all these injuries happening? Mm-hmm. I think that like coming up in high school and, and everything, you're, you're more and more likely to tape your ankles and wear knee braces to make yourself faster and and better cutters like early and earlier in life and it's just making those tendons weaker and weaker that's what i personally think right but i mean that debate could go on forever definitely without a doubt um carson wentz we talked about as well he was on my list but we talked about him and jay Ajayi. you think he stays with the eagles rich you think he cut him you think they really got to go look at for a running back maybe Lashawn mccoy <laughs> maybe really? he goes back no you think- what do you think Hit me with what you think. I don't huh? think Jay Ajayi is going to be uh, Eagle next year, but okay. he'll be a running back on a team somewhere, right. a starting running back on a team somewhere. It's so weird because, like I was saying with their running backs, don't you think of Jay Ajayi as being like an older running back? But he's not. What is he, like 25? Yeah. I Maybe? Could look, I could look that up. I don't know. I don't. He is still young. He's still in his young sense. But listen, you don't have many free agent running backs out there. I got a short list here. Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt. That's really where it ends. There's a couple other guys in there, you know. I'm sure, you know, C.J. Anderson is going to be available again. I'm sure, you know, there's going to be other guys sprinkled in there. Maybe Jordan Howard. I don't know what the Bears do going forward with him. I don't even know his contract issue. But just guys, LaShawn McCoy, guys who have been on teams for a couple years now, haven't done much, do teams cut them and try to start looking other places? I don't know, but I think that's a major problem, I think for the Eagles is no run game. I think they got to figure that out. I don't think Jay Ajayi is the answer. Or Smallwood or Carson Sproles or or any of the guys that are there. They all, they're not the answer. They got to go get somebody. I think they're going to roll with Carson and Smallwood next year. They got to figure that out. They really got to figure that out. Carson or Clement? You mean Clement? You tell me. I think it's Clement. All right. Carson is the running back for the Steelers. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. That's <laughs> right. Um, what uh, What do these teams need to do better? We could rapid fire this one here. We're doing pretty good so far here. Yeah, what we're do, doing good. What do these teams do going forward? You could just give me one thing. I just want one thing of what these teams need to do to turn around their season and be and go and make the playoffs or a Super Bowl run, right, in the future. But one thing they need to do, Buffalo Bills, what's one thing they need to do? I think get uh, Josh Allen more uh, targets. Okay. Receivers. I like that. Frank? Everything. Agreed. But I agree with Rich. I think they need to get Josh Allen more receivers. That's the first immediate thing to do. Miami Dolphins. Immediately, what do they need to do? Win some games. Start start drafting good players. Okay. Defense. 
I agree. Defense is another one. I would go defense too. Kenny Stills, Parker's over there. What do they do with him? Who knows? I like the defense too. Tampa Bay, what do they got to do? Figure out who your quarterback is. Agreed. Yeah, quarterback. Arizona Cardinals. I said an offense. Get a whole new offense. Not a whole new offense. Because I would agree with that. But but (laughs) tighten up that offense. Like figure, like get some more pieces for the offense. Okay. I think the defense. I think the defense is okay. I think mm -hmm. they got to work on the offense to be better. They got a running back, right? They got David Johnson. They need receivers. Like Fitzgerald's on his way out. Quarterback, possibly. I'm going to say give more responsibility to Brian Leftwich. Okay. I like that. Offensive coordinator. Let him start really running things, right? Yep. I agree there. Well, they have no I, – I, my thing is hire a head coach because they don't have one right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good True. one. Start there. Maybe that guy could put a team together. Tennessee Titans. Targets for Mariota. We talked about it already. Receivers, right? I agree. I think we all agree with that. Get Mariota some receivers and put some respect on Mariota. New York Giants. Quarterback. I say defense. Yeah, I'm going to say defense. All right. Lions. Uh, a, a coach and an offensive coordinator. Oh, you know, and defense, the whole, uh, everything. Matt Patricia's dad, you don't like him? I do, okay. but they got, I don't know. They, they, they need everything. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Dedicate Frank, more to running the football. I agree. Dedicate to running run the football. Run it. Give Stafford a little help. Raiders. Running back. I agree. Totally agree, Rich. That's why Bell's I don't think there. it's Le'Veon Bell, though. But I think they need to develop a run game. I also think they need receivers as well, though. I'm going to just say hit in the draft. I agree. Also agree with that, Frank. That's good. you got to start drafting some guys who are going to make an impact within a year or two. Jets. A coach. I think if they just get a right coach, they're they're in a good spot. I agree. Need a coach. I'm going to say a new offensive scheme. I feel like it's it's Mm. outdated. I think they need to, like really catch up with the league as far as play calls and mm-hmm. everything like that. Which can come with a coach. Yeah. I think a running back and receivers would also help there. I like the defense a lot. I think they need a solid running back, and I think they finally, at some point in the last 20 years, <laughs> need a receiver. Yes. <laughs> get a couple receivers there. Rob, they just get guys and they sprinkle them in. Robbie Anderson is good, but they need more guys. They need real yeah, he's receivers. He's not a number one. He's no. a slot. They need receivers. Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say the same thing. A coach. Need a coach. I'm going to go defense. I would agree with that, too. I think they need to start building that defense again. That was their backbone in that division. You need the defense. Redskins. I don't, uh, a, a quarterback. If Alex Smith isn't back, mm-hmm. you need you need a quarterback. That's like you said, in the beginning of this year, that team was good. They had a possibility of winning the division. Right. You know, they have a nice young defense, a nice defense going. Maybe a running back, depending on how Geist does right. and if AP leaves. But... I would just say quarterback, depending on Alex Smith's uh, health. Frank? I'm going to say a winning mentality. I feel okay. like that whole organization is okay with being a 500 team, and mm-hmm. that's got to change. Yeah, I do too. I think they, they're they okay with being complacent. They're in the NFC East. A lot of other teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles, are really running that division the last couple of years. Giants are taking the back seat. Another team that's very complacent, I think, as well. I think the Redskins could use some receivers themselves. I think, they, I think Alex Smith comes back and plays well. I do. I think Geis comes back and plays well. I think they need receivers. I think they need a tight end as well, though. I think what's-his-name is done over there. Who's your man's, Rich? And you draft every year, and you bank on him. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Goodness gracious. Get a tight end. All right. Biggest surprise teams of the year. These are teams that we weren't sure what they were going to look like. We thought they would be good, maybe around 500 or so, but we didn't think they'd be this good. Bears. 
That's my biggest surprise. Right? Of, and I think they're a great team. Mm-hmm. Great defense. I like what that offense could do. Okay. I think out of all the teams you have listed, I think that was the biggest surprise to me. Frank, the Chiefs. Man, I I would have never guessed Patrick Mahomes would be who he is. Oh, my gosh. And and I never would have guessed that the that the defense would be the downside of that team. I know. In a million years. I know. I, I thought didn't the, I thought the defense would be what carried them through winning some games. Yeah. It's the total opposite. Unbelievable. How good they are. Guy throws a 5,000-something 5, 5, yards, 50 touchdowns or Can something Can I hit like you that. with my obscure stats yeah, this is based on that? This is the time to do it. Go ahead. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback in NFL history, well, in history, to throw for 5,000 yards in college in a year and the NFL in a year. Wow. Guy's unbelievable, man. Very excited to see what he does in the playoffs. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they were a little bit of a surprise, mm-hmm. but we knew all along all they needed was a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, you got to give them more credit than that. And and you know, no one beefs on the Cowboys like I do. But mm-hmm. you thought that defense was going to do what they did this year? I didn't, Frank. No, I didn't. I, I didn't think so, but. I think that team mostly needed a, a wide receiver for Dak. We, that's what we talked about all year. And the second they got one, that team took off. But they're not they're not depending on Dak and the wide receiver. They're depending on the defense and the run game, right? And yeah. and and Dak with some more weapons when when he needs to complete passes and and do what he does. He's he's showing up in those situations, mm-hmm. and that's why they're winning football games. Yeah. I think there was a lot of talk, Cowboys, no receivers all year, no receivers all year. So I agree with Rich. Once they got one, they really turned it on. But I also agree with Frankie in the sense of, like, had no idea that defense was going to be that good. They're the backbone of the team this year. They're going to dictate how far we go because I think Dak maintains everything. The run game is always solid. You don't want to be in a shootout, though. And the thing about the Cowboys is it takes a lot of time for them to score touchdowns. Yeah, So you don't want to be playing down 10 14 points because it yeah. just will take them a long time to put those points back on the board. Totally agree. The Colts, Andrew Luck, what is he going to do? Is he going to be okay? Then this happens. I knew Andrew Luck was going to be great. You did? I, I called. I said, as soon as he comes back, he's just going to be another elite quarterback, which he was. Mm-hmm. What surprised me with the Colts is that defense. Right. The Colts never had a good defense. When you when like a team used to play the Colts, you were like, all right, we're going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Now... You know, that, that rookie, Darius uh, Leonard, mm-hmm. led the league in tackles as a rookie. Right. That defense is playing really well, and they, I think they're, they have a bright future, the Colts. I agree. Um, Seahawks. I mean, you really got to give it up to Pete Carroll, no? Yeah, I think he, I think he showed that he could really coach. You and, know, that and, he is still an elite coach. And put a team back together. Like, yeah. lose all your guys and, and then reassemble a defense that's elite. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Russell Wilson helps you a lot, too, because – that guy is an absolute franchise quarterback and a class oh, yeah. act, and he'll do whatever it takes to win games. He don't care about stats. He don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't complain when you lose. He's just trying to figure out how to get you to win, and he's doing more of it with like a run game this year. And and he never really had elite wide receivers, you know. But he makes those guys look good by completing these crazy passes. So oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Shout out to Russell Wilson, man. I think Pete Carroll did a he, uh, he deserves the applause. Like Frankie said, to lose the guys he lost on defense, everyone's what is he doing? What's going on here? They're making a transition. The Legion of Boom era is over, and they still win enough games. I they think still that's look the good. most surprising to me because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be like like. 
like tanking for draft picks. Yeah, you know they weren't supposed to ha- even win like more than four games. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the playoffs. Really up and down season to me though, and then they figured it took out towards up, the right, end. and they figured it out when they needed to figure it out, and we'll see what happens. Um, the Browns. How think, surprising were they? I mean, we knew they had a lot of skilled players on mm-hmm. that team. And it was just a matter of how Baker was yeah. going to do when he came in. And he played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Hugh Jackson. I mean, he yeah. was a he was a huge problem with that team. As yeah, he as, was the guy holding them down, yeah. I think. And as soon as they got rid of him, they took off. So right. you, We knew, though, the Browns had the players to be good. We talked about it all year. About this. When you look at the Browns roster, you, you see these names. You're like, holy crap, yeah. this team is good. How are they not winning? And here they are. You know, they got they got themselves a quarterback. They got themselves a coach. Let's see what happens now. Here goes the Browns. Chargers. Do you think they would be this good, Frank? No, I thought they would be good. But, I mean, the the offense is clicking. That mm-hmm. defense is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This might be Phillip Rivers' year. Right. Um, I got some teams in there. Should have been better. We talked about a couple of them. The Giants we could take out. We talked about them already. Um... The Jaguars, we kind of talked about them, right? We what they could do. The Panthers were a little disappointing this year to me. Cam Newton didn't have the greatest year, um, but had a, but had a decent year. Uh, the defense looked okay, and then they didn't. They were so up and down. I think they could have been better than what they were. I think they won key games here and there in the beginning, but then they just fell apart. I agree. Yeah, I, they have like a lot of young talent. You know, yes. I, I don't know. Yes. Not much has changed from last year. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what's really going on there. They got rid of a lot of wide receivers. I think that that there's not really a big threat mm-hmm. at wide receiver. You can't throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey every play. You know, so no. the Broncos. We talked about it a little bit too. They got to figure out the receiving core. They got a solid running back, but in Case Keenum was nowhere close to what he was last year. No, and I, mean, I was on that bandwagon hard in the yeah. beginning of the year. I thought Case Keenum was going to bring that team like. To the postseason and mm-hmm. maybe even a run. Like, I thought he was going to do that for the Broncos. I thought the Broncos had a good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Demarius Thomas was going to have a great year having a quarterback. That right. didn't happen until he got with the Texans. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think most of that fell on the head coach and the quarterback over there mm-hmm. this year. The Packers, Rich. Stay there because I'm going to ask Frankie about the Falcons. The Packers should have been better, or do you think they finished about where they should have? I don't know. The Packers mm. had a weird season. They did. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. I, to be honest, I don't even know what happened with the Flip Packers. Flip-flop with the receivers. Not yeah. The, not the usual band of guys that they got there who... They they have no running game. They finally right. found something with Aaron Jones towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But even I think w- that's their answer, though. Aaron Jones is the answer yeah. there, running back. They just need to do it more. Take some of that pressure off of Aaron Rodgers having to throw it a 1,000 yards a game like we were saying with Matthew Stafford. Be more committed to the run, the Packers. They need, but they need a better defense and a, a defensive coordinator, or something over there. They got to do something on that end of the mm-hmm. ball. You know, you can't rely on Aaron Rodgers just no. putting up thirty points a game for you. I think that would be better off for them, honestly, is hire a defensive guy, and then obviously you have off- offensive coordinator who could work with Aaron Rodgers, figure things out, throw some new wrinkles in there, and see where they can go. But they really need to attend to that defense. Falcons, Frank. What happened with them? Because I thought they'd be way better yeah, than what they it's were. It's disappointing, but yeah. it, it was a lot of injuries. Yes. You know, you lost a lot of really key players. I mean, your defensive mastermind, I think, and and a lot of the pass rush, mm-hmm. and 
it's disappointing, but it's it's easier to swallow because I know if they're healthy next year, we're going to be right back in it. It's not I like agree. we're in a rebuilding and and I gotta I gotta think about what's going to happen next year. They're going to be terrible again and this mm-hmm. and that. I think we're right back in it. I think that losing Freeman showed that Tevin Coleman is a great running back, but he's not the number one. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a little bit more figured out when Freeman comes back. We got rid of our offensive coordinator, which is a huge plus. Mm-hmm. If just that happened from this losing season, I think that's a great thing. I agree. You know, so I think it's a bright future over there, and that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Totally agree. And they had obviously the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the NFL, Julio Jones, do his thing. Uh, um, touchdowns went up, receiving yards again. Guy had fourteen hundred yards for the last like four or five years in a row. Unbelievable. I think that it shows too that that they took over that that play calling from uh, Starkeesan yeah. throughout the year because they wouldn't have fired him if they didn't because towards the end, Julio started, they were mm-hmm. scoring more, you know? So it seemed like they took responsibility away from him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. All right, players who turned out really well this year. I'm going to roll through the list who that we comprised. Comprised? Is that the word? Sure. Composed, there maybe, possibly. Players that we thought did really good this year. I want you guys to pick one guy. And tell me why you pick him. We said Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, Philip Lindsay, Amari Cooper, George Kittle, Eric Ebron, Baker Mayfield, Darius Leonard, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, and Mitchell Trubisky. All guys who really played better than their expectations. Take one guy from that list and give me a reason why you think he was the best out of all those guys. Or do you have somebody else different? But I think we all agreed on this. You want me just to pick one from that list? Just pick one guy. And say this guy, this guy was. Can I cool. go with three? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I thought he was gonna pick two. No, no, three. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Unbelievable yes. what he did. We had no idea what he was gonna do, mm-hmm. and the season he had was unreal. I think George Kittle, for a tight end position, had the most receiving yards as a tight end this year. Mm-hmm. Who who saw that coming? This okay. kid's his, he's unbelievable. He's gonna be a great tight end going. It's gonna be him, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Gronk, but, but Gronk's is on his way out. And yeah. Ertz. I, mean, I think those three tight ends are going to be the best tight ends going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Philip Lindsay. That's another rookie that yeah, came in story. well. No, his, his whole story is unreal. So those would be my three. All right, Frank, you want to pick three, or could you pick one? Can I pick two? You could pick two. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to go James Conner. Okay. I feel like there was so much pressure on him, mm-hmm. you know, to to show up and, and uh, perform, and no one really knew what was going on over there. So... I think that he's a really big surprise to to have those type of numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next one, I'm going to go with something a little different. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen him. Oh, that was bad. No, that's it. I'm just going to pick one. Okay. Wow. I like it. I'm going to go good. I'm gonna go one myself, and it's going to be hard, but I, I would like to go a couple. I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah? So good. I can't believe how good this guy is. I knew he was really good, and I knew if they used him the way that they should – he could be even better, but the guy is one of the, uh, the dominant running backs in the NFL. At his height, at his stature, it's so unbelievable what he could do. He uses his speed the right way. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can take the handoffs and still take you know that load on of getting those touches. So good. Such a dynamic player for a team that needs a guy like that, and Cam Newton who needs a guy like that. But unbelievable, unbelievable type player, and I'm really happy for him. The guy who I w- was going to go with all as well is James Conner, like Frankie said, because I think a lot was against him. A lot of story was around him all year, and the guy showed up every single week. 
little bit towards the end, he got banged up, but I think that's expected. But great year out of him. Guys that didn't have a good year who we were expecting or teams that we were expecting um, to do really well and didn't. LaShawn McCoy, Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Kirk Cousins, Jordan Howard, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Case Keenum, and we got a Jaguars defense. <laughs> we didn't. We did not expect that all those guys who we just listed, and there's obviously more, but that's just to respect the chat guys who they could, who they thought should have had a better year than. Can I add one on the on the run right now? Yeah, go ahead. The Rams defense. The Rams defense. I agree, Rich. I agree. If you had to pick one of those guys, which one really surprised you? I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. Okay. I think he he had a decent year over there. Yeah. I I just think maybe I had more hopes for him over there. Mm-hmm. Like I had like higher expectations expectations for him over there. Right. So I, I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins. I think. Are they he, in the playoffs? No, they are not. They lost last week. Too. Right. They Kirk Cousins, four thousand plus yards this year, thirty touchdowns, ten picks. Not a bad year. No, no but not, not, b- not 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 the yards and the touchdowns when you needed them. And he's got to show up in the big games. Yes. Yeah. Hasn't been able to show up in the big games. Um, I'm going to take Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette needs to, like, figure out the way he prepares to go into the year so he cuts down on his injuries. I don't and even think it's that, Mike. You don't I just think, think so? it's his attitude. I, well, I was gonna, that was my next thing okay, I was going to say, sorry. Rich. And I agree with you. And I think he needs to get a new attitude. The way he looks at the team, the way he carries himself, the way he approaches the game. I think that all encompasses what he needs to do as well, though. But, yeah, wh- why do you mention, from your point of view, the, the attitude? Be- you, you come back from an injury your mm-hmm. first game, and he's on the sideline, and he gets in the fight, gets ejected, and yeah. he can't play the following game. The next game he's back, he's arguing with the fan, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know? How could you do that? Right. Like this all that talent. Yeah. All just, that ability after his rookie year what he did. Like like you got to get you got to you got to be humble, man. Leonard Fournette, you got to be grateful for your situation. The team needs you. You're going to get paid. You're a star at some point. You're going to get paid. Figure it out, frankly. Who, who I'm sorry. Mike uh Tom Tom Coughlin's over there, correct? Yeah, yeah. He called out him and uh um Yeldon. DJ Yeldon, yeah. On the sideline because they were just sitting on the sideline laughing. The whole game. Not, yeah. They, did, they didn't play. Right. Both of them. And they were just sitting on the sideline laughing, not paying attention yeah. to the game, doing nothing. Like, h- how? Yeah, that's high school bull yeah. crap. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Who, Frank, is there not, does, are you agreeing with Len? You said who, Rich? I said Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I said Fournette. Do you agree with both of those guys, or are you picking somebody else who really should have done better? I'm going to go with Case Keenum. Okay. Because... I just I just don't know why he didn't have success. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that because you can't say that it was the Vikings offense, right? Because Kirk Cousins is there and he didn't have nearly the success that mm-hmm. Case Keenum did. So so what's the deal? I mean, he had a terrible year, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, it was awful. So I'm not really sure what happened to, with him, but I had higher hopes for him, I think. I agree. We're going to we're going to slow we're going to come to an end on this podcast here, but we got a couple more things to do. We got a couple screenshots we want to shout out. Rich, you want to key those up at some point here. We got to pick the games as well. But I just want to talk about the comeback player of the year. Um, We have a couple guys on the list who came back from injury. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Allen Robinson, Delvin Cook. You want to talk about the fights real quick while he's looking that up? Yeah, right right after that. I just want to pick comeback player of the year really quick here. Who do you think came back off an injury? Or a couple years where they couldn't figure it out, 
and then really like took hold. I'm going with my boy Andrew Luck. I would agree. I'm going to Sean Watson. Okay. Both guys. Catastrophic knee injury. Yeah. First year back. You know this is his second ACL tear too. Yeah. Like second time he's gone through this. On the other knee. Yeah. Two both knees. Doesn't it look like he got two brand spanking new knees? I know. Good for both of those guys. We agree there. We were talking about it all week. Andrew Luck. What a comeback. Absolutely awesome what that guy's doing. Deshaun Watson, so happy for him and what he's doing as well. I think Carson Wentz needs a little more. He had a good season, but I think he needs a little more time to recover. Allen Robinson, congratulations, coming back well for the Bears, having a pretty, you know, a, a decent season. And uh, Delvin Cook, man, I hope he continues to get healthy because I think he is a big reason why that team hasn't took that next step forward. They need that guy. They need that run game to help Kirk Cousins. He will get there. The Vikings will get there, and so will Kirk Cousins at some point here. So we want to. What do we want to discuss first? The fights, or do we want to discuss start discussing these screenshots? We could go fights. All right, get it, Frank. What you got in the fights? Psh. There's only really one fight to talk about, right? True, 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 true. And I called it. We on the podcast it. two weeks in a row. What'd you call? Nunez. Yeah. Her striking is unreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all called her. That. Oh my gosh. The mistake to me was is that Cyborg wanted to fight her in the pocket. Wanted to fight her at a close range. Not a good idea. Because she was swinging for the fences, Cyborg. And Nunez was precision with precision punches, just dialing in and connecting. And she completely manhandled her. It was the right game plan. Yeah. It was like they knew that's what Cyborg was going to do. You mm-hmm. know, that's what they planned for. And when she started to do it right away, Nunez just stayed composed, and mm-hmm. those shots were hard oh, yeah. and accurate. Oh, yeah. Unreal. She's the greatest female fighter ever. To yeah. Me. Double champ. I can't wait to see her fight Nunez. again. So Think about all her. the people. She beat Valentina Shevchenko twice. Yeah. Think about how good Shevchenko is. She beat Ronda Rousey. She beat Holly Holmes. No, she, I don't think she fought Holly Holm, but no? she beat Misha Tate. Oh, okay, Misha Tate. She beat Cyborg. I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. She's the best ever. Dana White is saying not a rematch right away. I think that's a business decision, though I think he wants Cyborg to get a couple more fights. Cyborg's contract is over, so they have to even figure out. Yeah, they're going to resign her, though. They're going to resign her. She's a, yo, she is humble as can be, that girl, man. Wow. After that, I seen a whole behind the scenes thing of her. She took the L the right way. She's going to be back. They're going to resign her. I think they got to give her a couple more fights so they can capitalize on her. I think she sells tickets. I think they want to have her fight a couple more girls to build up that Nunez fight again because here's what happens to me. If they put that rematch together right now and Nunez wins again, they don't know. Cyborg's done. Right. They don't know what to do with Cyborg. If Cyborg wins. The rematch will be a lot better, by the way. That's a huge thing, and then they can go forward with that. But I don't know if right away that's the business move to make, and that's why I don't think they do that right away. But it is coming at some point. 135 is. Amanda Nunez's division. Right. right. Well, she's a champ, yeah. and that's that's her ideal weight. So I I think you her next fight is going to be at one thirty five. Agree. John Jones Gustafson. John Jones with the victory, you know, didn't wasn't much to that fight. Um, I think going forward, we were talking about yesterday the speculation that he's fighting Liam. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Anthony, John. Uh, no, John Smith. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Smith. <laughs> Anthony Smith. <laughs> Big strong guy. I think that's a really cool fight to see, and I would like to see it. I don't, or maybe it's the Cormier. 
at heavyweight or maybe it's Cormier at light heavyweight. I don't know. But I don't know how much longer you can hold that guy Smith off. I think they want to capitalize on him. I don't think you ever see John Jones fight DC again. No, nah, there's too much money there. I think that happens. That definitely happens. At, li- at light heavyweight or heavyweight, that's going down again. Yeah, it's going down one point. more time. It has to, to me. It definitely has to. DC said he's not fighting him next. He's either going to fight Stipe or Brock. Well, we'll see when they give him the contract for the John Jones fight and they want to pay him a lot of money, and then you see what he says. I don't know if he necessarily... He's got... He talks too much, DC. Why don't he just settle down and see what the UFC wants to do and then go from there? That's what I think he should do instead of yapping. <laughs> That's what he does. He yaps a lot. Any more fights we want to talk about, we're going to the screenshots. Screenshots it is. Rich, what you got? I also wanted to add this while Rich is keying that up. This may be... My, my, one of my last episodes of uh, putting the agenda together and, um, you know, uh, asking questions. I think Rich is going to take over those reins. Rich, is that right? That's right. Nice. Rich got go some back free to time on his hands, to say the just least. Just a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, not too much, not too much. He's got a little bit. He's still got a kid and a wife and a, and a, and a, and a household to run and a, everything else. But he's got a little bit of time during the day that he could, you know, know what the topics are and, and really, you know, bring those to the podcast, and we're gonna we're, we're excited about that. I'm excited about that. <laughs> what you got, Rich? I, uh, this one's just interesting to okay. me, and I want to make sure we get it in. The Saints, it's history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. In 2009, when they won the Super Bowl, they were 13 and three. Their only losses during the regular season were to the Bucks, Cowboys, and Panthers, and they were the number one seed. Mm-hmm. This year. The 2018 Saints, they're 13 and 3. Their only loss during the regular season were the Bucks, Cowboys, and Panthers. And they're the number one seed. Yeah. Really scary how that looks. Of how past history can repeat itself. Right? Yeah. Same exact everything. That's unreal. Yeah, it is. The, these are good. What we do during the week with these screenshots is we see these things come up on Instagram, on Facebook, on you know, on TV, and things that we really think are interesting, and we take a picture of them. Keep them on our phone, and then we want to shout them out, you know, during the week. But that was a really good one, Rich. That's very, very, very interesting, the way that rolled out with the record, with the teams they beat, with, with the position they're in right now, the quarterback, same quarterback and everything. They're not going to beat the Cowboys now when that time <laughs> comes, I'll tell you that much. Here's another one I, I saw that was interesting. Mm. All top six quarterbacks that are paid the most, right? none of them are in the playoffs. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, right. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Matt, Matthew Stafford, and Derek Carr. Wow. All six of them, which are the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, none of them made the playoffs. Yeah. Trubisky, Goff, Mahomes, Prescott. Russell Wilson gets paid but deserves it, and he's in. Um, Phillip Rivers probably gets paid a little well. Tom but th- Brady, but, Drew Brees. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, guys who don't, don't – Brady doesn't have the biggest contract. Lamar, Brees has a good contract. Lamar Miller. L- Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> oh, Jackson, Mahomes, Goff, Dak. You know, those are young guys, man. It's the young guys making the push now, you know? Nick Foles doesn't have a huge deal. A guy who's... You know what's crazy about this? Those yeah. that top six, though? What? Is that Drew Brees isn't one of them. I know. He's not making a ton of money, I guess, huh? Well, not making that money. Derek Carr should be on that list, too. He, is. he, he was on He's there. Sixth. Okay. Goodness gracious. All, All right. that money. My next one, Saquon Barkley, Barkley joins Eric Dickerson and Edron James as the only rookies in NFL history with 2,000-plus scrimmage yards. Wow. 
Can I add a stat to that? Yep, yeah. go ahead. Saquon Barkley had the most broken tackles this year at 94. The wow. number two guy, 62. Wow. Blew that guy out of the water. Do you have him there, who it is? Yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey. What? And then Carson, and then Chris Connor, Carson. and then Adrian Peterson. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. I love these because this is just good for the listeners to hear. What What's next? Next one, I'm going to go to the tight end. Did you guys see that this weekend? Yeah. Kelsey gets the all-time receiving yards for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Within the hour, George Kittle breaks it. Crazy. So George Kittle is the all-time re- uh, leader in receiving yards for a tight end. Well, not all-time, but in a season. That's nuts. George Kittle has 1,377 yards this year, mm-hmm. and Kelsey had 1,336. Wow. Shout out to those two guys, man, having a really good year. What's next, Rich? I got, I got a Lamar oh. Jackson one. Let's go. All right. Lamar Jackson set the record for the most rush attempts by a quarterback in a single season. He didn't start a game until week 11. That's wow. insane. Wow. I love that stat. Let's go Ravens. Let's right, go Rich? Ravens. Big game tomorrow. Yes. Let's go into a little basketball. Mm-hmm. James Harden joins Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan as the third player in the last 30 years to drop 400 points in a 10-game span. Wow. He's what? also, I have another one right here. Yeah. He's the fourth player in the last 50 years to score 40 points in five straight games. Unreal. Man, he heated up quick, huh? Oh, yeah. The Rockets were down there. You know, everyone, oh, the Rockets down, yeah, Rockets down, yeah. James Harden's not an MVP candidate. James Harden said, all right, well, here we go. We're going to get it going. Well, it, going well, back to that stat, I'm yeah. going to add on to that. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan did it twice in his career. His longest was Ooh. nine straight games in 1986. Goodness gracious. Nine straight games with 40-plus points? Yep. What's Harden? Five straight games? Five straight right now. Come on. Allen Iverson did it in his rookie season. Whoa. Yeah. In April. of his, How many of his, in a row? Five. Whoa. Kobe Bryant did it three times in his career. Damn. His longest was nine straight in the 2002-2003 season. And three Times in his career, he scored 40, 40 points in five straight games. <laughs> and LeBron, oh, never mind. He's not on that list. <laughs> and now James Harden right now is five straight games. He has 40, and that's present. So I don't right. know. We got to see what happens with that. The talk is James Harden, is he the best all-around scorer ever to play in the NBA? Best offensive player. Best offensive player ever to play in the NBA. I mean, in the era that he's playing with right now, I mean, he's, he's uh, outshining everyone. He is, but he ain't the best. Ever, I would say it was probably Kobe. If we're just talking offense. Yeah. Kobe, Mike. I think LeBron is a better offensive player than James Harden, honestly. When it comes down to Harden can shoot the lights out and he could drive. But, like, I think James just uses his body better and he could do all those things as well when it comes down to it. I got two more screenshots and we'll go to our picks to end the podcast. Yeah, we're doing well here. Go ahead. DeAndre Hopkins, 115 Mm -hmm. receptions. Zero drops. Perfect year. Talk about a guy who never complains. Think about who his quarterbacks were. Never said a word about nothing. Mm -hmm. Just kept catching the ball. Just kept doing his job. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the best. Yes, 100%. That guy needs to be looked at and praised more. I'll tell you what. Unreal. He's a dominant player. The last one is kind of a funny one. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to laugh about it. Oh, what man. happens when Drake supports a team slash athlete? Drake the Con- Drake the rapper. Singer. Drake the rapper. Yeah. Kentucky basketball when he started supporting them. Yeah. No title since 2012. <laughs> Toronto Raptors no final appearances. Conor McGregor 
got Cato by Khabib, <laughs> and now he's wearing an Alabama sweatshirt and rooting for Alabama. Oh, what do you think is going to happen Monday oh, night? Good. He's the biggest bandwagon <laughs> fan ever. Do you yes. know that there's only one person or a team to escape that? And do you know who it is? Nah. Max Holloway. Yes. Really? Agreed. He does support Max Holloway. Puts him in his songs. Gives him clothes. He's a big supporter, um, Max Holloway, of Drake. And Drake is a supporter of Holloway. Yeah, that's the only guy. Max blessed. Yeah. You know why? Because he's blessed. <laughs> he's blessed above the rest. Let's just go right from he, there. He kicks that voodoo, <laughs> that, that Drake voodoo right off. <laughs> Since he's rooting for Alabama, that game's Monday night. Right. Who are you guys going with, Alabama or Clemson? Now I'm going with Clemson. <laughs> they got the Drake voodoo on them. I think it's Clemson year. I think this is it. They make the step. They take over Alabama as the Kings. Well, uh, a young uh, kid with the long hair, man. He's he, he has a big game, and I think they and I, and I think the defense shows up really well. Slows down Tua. I, I I'm think going this Clemson. is the, this is their fourth time meeting, correct? Yeah. So it went Bama, Clemson, Bama. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Clemson's gonna take it this year? Clemson's taking so it this year. So it's gonna be 500. Yes. That series. Yeah. Frank Bama or Clemson. I don't I'm going see anybody Bama. beating Bama. Yeah, but yeah. it's gonna be interesting to okay. see a defensive game. I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't agree. think I don't think it's gonna be a defensive game. At least not for Bama. I think Bama's gonna be able to put up some points. Maybe in the beginning. That of the Clemson defense, defense yeah. and pass rush is really really oh, good. Oh yeah. Is that D tackle playing? No. No. He's, oh, he's out. still suspended. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I right, let's get to these games. All right, we'll, we'll do get our to the picks. Games and we'll wrap it up. First game is today at four o'clock, four thirty. You got the Colts versus the Texans. Texans are giving a point and a half, and it's in Houston. I'm going Houston. Let's go Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Bill Bill O'Brien. I want him to get the win. I'm going Texans there. I'm going Colts. Okay. I think I might go with you, Frank. I might Ooh, go Colts. Boy, I, I think this game is going to be one of the best games of this postseason. Now, you guys want the Colts to win, no, or no, you no. just think the Colts are going to win? Both. Okay, Frank. No, you I, want the Texans to win. I don't. I don't really. I just want to see a good game. Okay. Like I wouldn't be mad if either team win. I'm just going. These picks are just who I think is going to win. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next game tonight at eight. You got Mike's Cowboys versus Seahawks. That's it. It's in Dallas. Dallas is giving two right. points. I'm, I'm obviously going to go with the Cowboys. I'll go right away. I could list a million reasons why. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I think it's going to be a grind-out game. We're playing a really good coach and a really good quarterback and an awesome defense, a good run game. The Cowboys got their hands full, but I think the Seahawks got their hands full as well. They're playing against a good defense. They're playing against a good run game. They're playing against a quarterback who could <laughs> – I won't go into that because I don't want that whole conversation to start. But I think that they – obviously the Seahawks have the better quarterback, the veteran, but the Cowboys win. The Cowboys are going to figure this out. They're going to grind it out. They're going to make the stops when they need to. Let's go, Cowboys. I'm going Seahawks. Okay. But I'm going to be rooting for the Cowboys. I know you are. You can't bet on the Cowboys <laughs> and then root for the Seahawks, though. No, no. I'm. I just said I'm rooting for the okay, Cowboys. Okay, okay. I just in my gut, I feel like the Seahawks are gonna win. And I, I think the Cowboys win this. I think nice. that defense is gonna is gonna withstand what you know. The Seahawks' offense isn't that great. I agree, Rich. So I agree. 
I think the all I think Vanderish is going to stop that run game. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the Dallas defense is good, and they're going to stop the Seahawks offense. Right, and they're going to put up just they're going to eat the clock up with Zeke. Mm-hmm. They're going to score. It's going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to say like 21-13 is the final score of that game. Last time they met up, week three it was 24-13. So okay. you're right there. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a low scoring game. Cowboys get it done. Okay. All right. Now tomorrow. First game of the day, you got the Ravens hosting the Chargers. Ravens are actually giving two and a half points here. Wow, wow. It's in Baltimore, right? Yes, it is. Rich, go ahead. Talk, talk about your team first. Who do you think is going to win? Obviously, you think the— I think the Ravens are going to win. Okay. I just think same type of thing. I think their defense is good. They're going to make enough stops for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And that offense, that running game is unstoppable. They're just going to eat up the clock, mm-hmm. and that's going to keep Phillip Ridger, Ridgers— Philip Rivers off the field, mm-hmm. and they're not going to give him opportunities to score, and that's how they're going to win. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. I'm going to say 24-17. Okay, I agree. Low-scoring game. I'm gonna I'm gonna be rooting for the Ravens for real this time. Um, you always say that. I think the Chargers though can be the team that could figure it out and score a lot of points on a de- really good defense like that. But I think the Ravens make the stops when they need to. They put the pressure on Rivers. They hold those receivers for the Chargers. You know, down Keenan Allen doesn't get what he needs to get, and Williams and those guys there. Um, a little banged up Melvin Gordon. Obviously, he will be there, but I, I'm going Ravens. You're going Ravens after all that? Ravens. Oh, I'm going Chargers. Okay. I think, the, I think the Chargers have the speed on defense to stop. Uh, Lamar Jackson and I that agree run with game. you. I agree. That's they why couldn't stop him last time they played Week 16 this when the Ravens a, won in Los Angeles. This is the playoffs. This, I know. This is and the Chargers different. usually choke in the playoffs. But here's what has me in a bad situation. In the beginning of the year, I predicted Saints Chargers Super Bowl. Wow. So if, to have that go correctly, I need the Chargers to win tomorrow. No. But Don't worry, play, that, that, that will they're happen, playing so. my team, so You're right I'm going Ravens. Right. All right. I've asked that quick stat. I just seen on the Houston and Colts game. Um, the the Colts have 12 sacks in two games versus Houston. Wow. So you gotta get the Sean Watson some help today. Go ahead. Last game. You got the Bears hosting the Eagles. The Bears are giving six and a half points. Mm-hmm. I'm going Bears. Oh, I yeah. think they're gonna. I think they're gonna strangle the Eagles. Offense, the Bears D is going to show up big time. Khalil Mack, I'm going. I'm bringing back the bold predictions. Khalil Mack, three sacks and a forced fumble. Wow, Frank. Yeah, Bears. I, I think I think the Bears got that whole Chicago city behind them, mm-hmm. and they're ready to go. First playoff game in a long time. They're going to be pumped and come at those boys. Yes, I think they cover the six points. Wow, Rich. I think the Bears are going to win. Okay. But I would not be surprised if the Eagles go on a little run not. here. Of course not. Right? With Nick Foles when he's there. Never know what's going to happen there. All right. Great episode. Great NFL season. Got awesome playoff games to uh, watch. Um, early morning rise. Wipe the coal from my eyes on this episode here, man. I'm glad we made it through this one. Respect the chat. Episode 40. Sean Kemp. Mike Allstott. We love y'all. Peace.